welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Uh, once again, my name is Pierce, uh, as it usually is. And as I usually have with me, I've got Caroline. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. We also have Matt Ellis joining us again this week. Matt. Two times in two weeks. This, this is, is amazing. <laughs> it's a new record for me. I couldn't be happier. Um, but something that does make me sad, Paul is not with us this week. Yeah, Paul was given the option by Coach Mendenhall not to join us this week. Uh, so he decided that he was going to focus all of his energy on Thanksgiving. So, I, you know, Paul's one that. to do that. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> we joke about it, but I guess we should talk about the, the firestorm hitting. Want to start? Days. Yeah, let's start yeah. with the drama. Uh, if any of you guys missed it, Monday they do media availability for Virginia football. And if you haven't heard, this is a big week playing Virginia Tech. It's the hundredth meeting between the two. And I feel like we've lost all of them since you know, the start of time, but really just 14 in a row. So kind of a big deal. Like it's going to be, this is the 15th meeting since we last won. Um, and Coach Hall said he gave the five players that were scheduled to come to media availability um, the option not to do it this week, just because if they want it, it's a short week coming off of the Georgia Tech game. The game's on Friday, so there's less time to pre- uh, prepare. And then also there's the whole thing of having Thanksgiving in the middle of it. So they've got a lot of stuff on their plates. Le- actually, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed right. it. Um, and so the <laughs> on, on the, the podcast so <laughs> far, uh, let's keep uh, it up. Yeah, and then so the five, I guess it was five, I saw somewhere there was five players decided that they were going to do other things that would help them prepare better. And so they got media, got a bunch of time with coach Mendenhall. They got the super or the coordinators today. So they got to talk to Papinga and, and I, but there was a, some anger um, from some of the beats that were like some, some displeasure. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, one said quote, not a good look for a team that's trying to be taken seriously. Mm. Uh, we had one that said it was a, uh, was it acting like too big for themselves and mm. selfish um, for them not to show up mm. that it was, uh, you know, something that shows that they're not serious and things like that, which yeah. look, dude, it's one week. Oh, there was one that said it was a boycott, which I liked because it's not like they've made a whole school decision that it's like, we're not talking to any media uh, forever. Uh, okay. I, I don't have much of an opinion on this <laughs> matter at all. I will say the, 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 the folks arguing about the language of the word boycott were being a little overdramatic. <laughs> well, there's a lot of overdramatic. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. A lot of, you know, I don't want to be like both. You're right. Up, yeah. There's a lot of overdramatic. Stuff. Everyone who has emotions about this at all. <laughs> yeah. Too dramatic. But the idea that that boycott was somehow overplaying it is is sort of silly. I mean, it is what it so, it's boycott not like means. The, They're saying we're not. The players were like mad and saying like because of that we're not speaking to the media, which I do think boycott makes me think of like the CEO of a company does something yeah. shady as hell and you're like you know what i'm not gonna buy your products anymore out of spite like that's, that's what i think that's of like when a it comes narrow, to right right and that's yeah. a narrow interpretation but the more normal interpretation the usual word for boycott but even the fact that that's how we usually find like to be like <laughs> yeah that's hey now, <laughs> yeah, what are you implying that the, <laughs> the the uva players hate the beat writers i mean like that's, <laughs> you're just 
looking for something to argue with at uh, the, the point. But I do think it's silly for um, uh, people to be up in arms about the fact yeah. that the players weren't available one week anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe we just have a different perspective. opinions on this. As we have kind of, you know, being streaking along, like we didn't get our press pass until like, um, you know, a couple years ago. So we've they have been yet li- to let me into it. <laughs> <laughs> we've been living that no player access life for a long time now, I'm, and we probably put in more content than I'm a small J journalist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Matt, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear Matt's thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I don't have many thoughts on this. I think it's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to get fired up about. Um, I mean, you know, God forbid anyone actually break down film and, t- and write about that. Um, but yeah, I a lot of terrible replies yeah. on the Twitter to the people complaining to yeah. that. So. Right? No, I, I I agree. Right? Like the the people who are are tweeting at the beat writers aren't doing a lot better. No, um, yeah. but it, it is sort of Mendenhall has taken a different approach towards the tech game, both since he got here and especially yes. this year. I mean, I I remember thinking it was ridiculous back it was in spring practice where they had like beat tech in the urinals in the locker room and, <laughs> and they were breaking the rocks that said beat tech after practices and things like that. So they, they built up to this, especially yeah. this year yeah. for yeah. six or seven months. So the fact I'm that they're it. really, t- I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but if we lose 52 to 10, um, it's, <laughs> it's going to look really dumb. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, we've done that before recently, too. So, I mean, <laughs> it looks dumb either way, whether or not we put an emphasis on it. Or don't. <laughs> you I mean, can't look dumber than we've looked dumb <laughs> for the last 14 years. That's kind of like, I think Lauren Brownlow, obviously a friend of the pod, like mm-hmm. quote tweeted someone was like, well, you know what? In their defense, like maybe take whatever you've done for the last 14 years and just change it up. <laughs> very true if that works then it works you know like uh. <laughs> not say and, and that's the thing that's funny like i don't think here or there that the long scheme of things with the players were like you know what i bet if we'd save that 30 minutes we would have used on media time like that will be the deciding right. factor but like they're college kids who are unpaid who need to take care of their own stuff like just and they had a, a window of time that was given back to them like who cares let them take it you know whatever yeah yeah, I don't see why it's – I think we're all on that page. Yeah. But um, let's talk a little bit about the Georgia Tech game before we go back into um, the actual football to be played this week. Yeah. But um, we all sort of went into Georgia Tech going, you know, the Who's, the who's could win if, if everything goes well and uh, the Who's could get blown out if everything goes poorly. And I think we all sort of expected somewhere in the middle, and that's what we got. I mean, we got a game that could have easily gone either way. I mean, it came down to essentially field goals uh, in overtime, but it was certainly decided more so uh, in regulation with uh, bounces here or there, uh, yeah. a, a bad <laughs> bounce on, on a, a punt um, that, that, that was a costly turnover. Um, a couple plays uh, like like Bryce getting uh, sacked after after a bad decision uh, on the return before that, and then bad return coverage that led to Georgia Tech's touchdown. I mean, I think we'd all be uh, relatively happy with the defensive performance, um, particularly with some of the issues uh, stopping the run earlier this season against other teams. They looked great uh, overall uh, against a run only team, <laughs> uh, holding the the jackets something like. 
like a hundred yards or under their uh, around that under their season average, and the offense did enough uh, against a bad defense, um, you know, to put them into to position to win. If a couple other breaks go here and there, I want to talk about a couple specific plays though. I think I've, I've probably done covered our general impressions i think <laughs> yeah. we'll probably feel something along those lines because it was it wasn't uh the worst game in the world it was you know you never want to see a loss but they did plenty of things well i want to talk about some of the decisions uh that people were either up in arms about or defending and i can see really either way uh the first of which uh was going uh for a throw into the end zone late in the game on third and short and then take Taking the points to tie the game. Uh, I have no issue with taking the points there, you know, with the game on the line. Um, maybe you all do, uh, but I did think the throw, maybe it was, who knows, even when they answer like, oh, it was his decision, oh, it was my call, la, 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 you don't really know what the truth is there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, how frustrated were you to see the throw there and how much of that is because it didn't lead in a, to a touchdown? You know, if he catches it, we're all ecstatic because it's a touchdown. Uh, Caroline. Yeah, people will say, like, oh, it's time for them to get more aggressive with the ball or, you know, like, aggressive with the play calling. And then when they do something that is aggressive and it doesn't work out, then there's a lot of flack for it. I don't hate I don't hate that one. And probably one you're going to come up, you know, ask about next. I don't hate that one either. <laughs> like, if we're going to talk about the fake spike. But, like, I, I think it's it, – it was a play that, again, you're absolutely right. If it works, then it looks brilliant. If it doesn't, they take the points. Like, there are so many different things yeah. that happen over the course of a game that it is what it is, and I don't – I didn't hate it. I, I thought that that game was two relatively evenly matched teams, a couple weird bounces, and it still ended up super close, and I thought they played well. So I, I don't hate it. Um, Matt? I, I don't hate the pass. Um I think I would have rather we go for it on the fourth down there. I think it was from the 13, like a 30-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the hard thing about that is I get facing a triple option team, right? They're probably going to be even better at getting that first down and running out that clock than any other team that you're going to face. Right, right. Um, right. But it is, you know, it, it's fourth and one. We didn't if – you, if you have a concern coming out of this game, and I don't think there are many concerns to really have, um, I think one could be Jordan Ellis and the fact that he got really nothing going on the ground. So maybe that's a, an issue of it. You know, he was getting less than three yards per carry. Maybe that's why you don't go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ultimately, I, I can live with the decision either way. I, I don't have a huge beef with it. I was really impressed with the two-minute drill that they ran down the stretch. I think it's yeah. the first successful two-minute drill we've probably run in as far as I can remember. Yeah, that was um, beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, the fake spike, notwithstanding. But um, yeah. but yeah, I I think you go for it there, but I, I don't have a hard objection either way. Yeah, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, at the time when I saw, oh, they're throwing it, my initial reaction before the catch or lack of catch was, well, that's a bold choice. And... <laughs> Not in, a, not in a bad way, not in like a the bull choice, but you know, like it, it just it seemed like an unnecessary risk because they were going to get that yardage running the ball much more likely than they were going to complete that pass play. 
you know, I don't have any advanced stats or anything, but I think that's a fair thing to say. It was, it was more likely that they would get that short yardage and then have a first down and be right there. So the, you know, the field goal is still an option. It's not like there were 11 seconds left on the clock or something like that. You, you open up a whole new world of possibilities of getting a touchdown by getting that next first down and you completely eliminate it by saying we're going to bring the result of this drive to either a touchdown on this one throw or we're going to attempt a field goal. I always like the idea of sort of viewing those decisions through the, the, the eyes of the other fan base and what mm-hmm. would they rather you do. And yeah. I think if you're a Georgia Tech fan watching that, you're happy that we're kicking that field goal. And you're right. happy that they threw the ball. You're certainly happy that they threw the ball. And then when you line up at fourth and one with a quarterback like Perkins and his size and his ability to gain yeah. one yard, I think you're happy that they're like, oh, we're going to put this on the kicker. And, and Delaney, I no blame for Delaney for the, the no, mistake. Really, no, no. Um, and he's been good all, most of the year, but he's still, you know, it's not an automatic thing that he makes that kick. Sure. Um, so I, I think if you're a Georgia Tech fan with, you know, four minutes left in that game and we're lining up for the kick on fourth and one, you're pretty pleased with, with our decision-making there. Absolutely. And, and then over time, it, it, you know, the, the, it was just sort of a dud of a series. And that happens. But it, it, it really seemed like they weren't playing to their strengths. Uh, yeah, it looked really discombobulated. Yeah. Like yeah. It just, and I don't know, like, and they didn't, like Matt said, they didn't look like that to end the game. And so I don't know like if it's just – this is the first overtime game they've had in like three seasons. First one under Mendenhall. I don't know how that stuff plays out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. what the preparation is for overtime or if there's, and I'm sure there's people who are like, well, you should have stuff playing. You should have stuff playing. Yeah. It's a matter of like the first time you actually have to execute it in a game situation. You're going second and they've already scored. And like, there is no, there has to be something. The when, when I think about it, I'm like, there's no backup. Like, that's it. And I get that's what – I love college football over time. I think it's the best. Yeah. But, like, there's no – in regular gameplay, if you're doing something, like, obviously, yeah. except for certain points of the game, like, you always have another chance. <laughs> like, obviously, you don't in overtime if you yeah. don't make it. So, I just I mean, felt kind of bad for it. To talk about the, the fake spike a little bit more, I, I thought, it, you know, something went totally wrong. Uh, as as a, a Detroit Lions fan, I, one of the only happy moments I've ever had is running the fake spike to perfection. Um, yeah. Matt Stafford did one time to beat the Cowboys. It was it was unbelievably great. And this was the opposite. Uh, the, the 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 only worse scenario was like that Bryce got hit somehow during it, or you know a turnover or something like that. I mean, he hiked the ball, faked the spike. And every single other player on that field on either side <laughs> knew Dude. it was a spike. Like, 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 yeah. Every Virginia receiver, every Virginia lineman, certainly everyone on Georgia Tech, until the receivers finally went, "Oh shit, he hasn't spiked it yet." Uh, yeah. uh, 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 it was just a mess, and you don't know. I know Bronco took it on himself. Uh, which is the normal good thing for a coach to do. And I'm certainly not mad at whoever's fault it was, but it's unfortunate. Uh, it, it, it's a screw up. Whoever 
didn't have them prepared to execute that. If it's Bryce making the call without anyone letting him know, then that's on Bryce, right? If yeah. it's the coaching staff or whoever um, in the coaching staff that didn't have the other players ready, it certainly it wasn't like it was a miscommunication that one guy got wrong. Unless it was the yeah, it was like literally everybody. Because, I think exactly. it was like a brace. Because, I think yeah. it was, and again, like I don't. It doesn't matter. Like I'm not like, how dare he? None of this is we whatever. hate Brace Perkins. Yeah, none of it. it yeah. And I, but my only beef, or the only thing that I wish that would have gone differently, is as soon as he saw that like no one knew what was happening, he didn't spike it right away. <laughs> but once you, <laughs> True. Once, you <laughs> once you pull it out, there was way too long of a distance was, between. Matt's like, got a good oh, point though. Oh, shit, no one's yeah. Doing. Once you pull it out, if you don't spike it immediately and you take more than like one or two steps back and then it's you spike grounded. it, it's intentional grounding. Yeah. You know, you could still like, I mean, he ended up launching it over. Right. You can, you can just he, like, chuck it through the sideline. Yeah. Which like, was he the right thing. Rid of yeah. It. There was a few, and it, again, this is like a minuscule like beef. I was like, why yeah, is he yeah. still holding it? <laughs> like, just get rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, to to borrow growism. It is what it is, <laughs> you know. And it was a game again that a couple uh, a couple bounces uh, or a couple uh, little decisions like that go a different way. That ball maybe did the not who's come up Bratton, by the way. That was so hard to turn. I know we were both yeah. watching it in a bar, but that's uh, <laughs> not quite evidence. I could tell either way in a bar. <laughs> Yeah, know, so who knows? it looked. It was one of those. No matter what, I think no matter what they called on the field was going to end up being yeah. sustained, sustained, <laughs> upheld, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Objection. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we hand out uh, some stars before we get to talk about the hookings again? And uh, someone is very upset that you're not coming outside. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pat, go pick up your food. Yeah, Grubhub's here. Is here. Um, Let's see stars for the Georgia Tech game going over uh Caroline why, why don't you go first who who gets your star for top performer um I'm gonna go Alameda yep. in case anyone was confused which Alameda which Alameda going with there um he just was a guy that once again he didn't have any touchdowns but was just extremely consistent and continues to show that he's a dynamic player like he just can make things happen I think I saw that he led the country this week in um like missed tackles or something like that like he got more whatever he had 10 receptions 96 yards his long was 18 and he's just a guy that we knew this going into the season um uh, maybe some people doubted things briefly after Indiana <laughs> um but he's just a guy you can go to and count not on me. Yeah, yeah not me I'm absolutely I'm joking. Like he had a couple drops, but like he's just so consistent. Like mm-hmm. you give him the ball and he's going to catch it. And then he's also probably going to get another few, you know, seven to eight to 56 yards. Well, I think like, that's uh, some but. foreshadowing to, to Friday, hopefully. Um, oh my God. I hope yeah. so. That's he's the kind of guy that could like really do some huge damage attack. Like, they are quite bad at tackling. Yeah, and it makes susceptible sense, to big it's, plays. It's their whole third and fourth strings, you know, playing yeah. as their first and second string. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we'll get to Alamine, that. Alamine gets my star. All right, uh, Matt, who gets your star? I'm going to go with Bobby Snyder, the linebacker. Yeah, you know, I wanted to go with a little bit obscure. Caroline always takes yeah. the obvious guys. Yeah, Alamide, yeah. Alamide, <laughs> Jack Salt. We Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I, well, Bobby I... To his friends? His friends call him Bobby. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, you know... It, 
second real big game experience, right? He, he played a couple games, didn't play at all through the first four games, started to get a little bit more experience. Against that triple option, if your linebackers can't clean up the tackles, it's all over. You talked about how we held Georgia Tech way under their season average. I thought he had a great game. 11 tackles was just sort of all over the field. I thought he played really, really well on a day when – I think everyone had concerns about our front seven, more so our probably our defensive line than our linebackers mm-hmm. going into this game. But when they held up a lot more than I think, certainly I expected them to. Uh, I think if our front seven plays like that, this coming Friday will be in pretty good shape. But I I don't want to jinx anything. We'll yeah, the defense was oh they were very well prepared for we'll, sure. Uh... I we'll loved get, it. We'll get to the jinxing in a second. I'll, uh, before I get my star, we'll give out uh, some some deserved shout-outs. Jordan Mack uh, leading the team with 12 tackles. Uh, Eli Hamback with five solo tackles, eight tackles total. I mean, at the nose tackle position is absurd. Uh, it sort of fits with, with the type of team we're playing, but still that's, that's unbelievably impressive. And Dylan Thompson uh, with six tackles. I mean, he was all over the place. I feel like we kept going, oh, Thompson again. Oh, Thompson again, uh, watching it. So nice to see the transfer uh who who transferred and wasn't even here to start the season really i mean he he is very much a a newcomer uh filling in in much 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 needed ways on the d-line uh considering the lack of depth there but my star goes for his first star in the program i can guarantee it and and i i think one of many to come brennan armstrong gets my start word good choice thank you the backup quarterback comes in after perkins gets sacked and looks like he's been murdered i mean i thought he was dead looks like he was in so much pain i'm sure he was but you know looks like something seriously seriously has gone wrong and every virginia fan is going well yeah we're gonna lose today now but we're also gonna lose next week and we also will lose a bowl game and we'll also might not have our star quarterback to start next season. If this is what I think has happened and it didn't knock on wood. And uh, I mean, in that moment of despair, this isn't the first time we've seen Armstrong and we, ha- it isn't the first time we've seen Armstrong play well, Yeah, but he came in and he just was like, man, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go score. <laughs> and so I know it's easy to do that when your receiver breaks a tackle and runs. Right. But he was poised. He yeah. led technically a touchdown drive. He scrambled you know, that 11 yard pickup was huge. Two carries and the one throw uh, for, yeah, 56 yards. I mean, it was pretty efficient. He had a pretty efficient, like, series to go out there and do what he did. And, he just yeah. has a, a confidence uh, that we've seen very limitedly because we haven't seen a lot of them, but it's it, it hasn't not been there <laughs> to use a double negative. And I think that's very encouraging, uh, particularly because they can still redshirt him, assuming he doesn't play in the next two games. Is there a quarterback controversy? No, but it is comforting to see um, a little bit like not only that that there is depth there but it's a little bit what paul has brought uh brought up a couple times that they now have some depth that is the result of recruiting to what they want to see in that position and obviously includes quarterback i don't know 
what the other staffs were recruiting to see at the quarterback position for the last 20 years. <laughs> but it is nice to see uh, that apparently Armstrong has some of that moxie and some of that ability. Um, so hopefully down the road, uh, we're going to see more of it. But let us preview the Commonwealth Clash, the lamest rivalry titled game. Yeah. Not the lamest game, but the lamest title for a rivalry game in all of college football. Oh, this is common, dry heaving. The Commonwealth Clash, yes. It is a very distinguished sounding, sounding one, so I don't know why well, we don't win it more. <laughs> we're playing the land-grant institution. And Eight week. <laughs> I, I just think it's about time that we show them that we have the jocular disposition to <laughs> remain victorious on the grid. Okay, anyway. Uh, you have to talk about the rest of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Friday, 3.30, the Who's, the Who's are, I mean, they've been desperate for a decade to win this game, and this is the second time in this 14-year streak that they've been favored. They're favored for good reason. They are the better team on paper. Vegas has them favored. Which I was, I was only minorly surprised. I feel like Vegas, a friend of mine was telling me, Vegas cares about like momentum and like being in your head and like they know those things. Yeah. I was like, I hear you. It's not the biggest spread in the world, but three and a half. I always like, what is it? It's at home, you usually get like a three and a half or four point bump. So I look at it like neutral site would be favored by a touchdown. <laughs> Which now, you, the way that Lane Stadium's looked the past couple weeks, combined with the fact that we've got some Virginia fans talking about going, maybe it'll be more like a neutral site. <laughs> oh, I want to barf. This game scares me. Why do you want to barf? Let's talk about this. Yeah, it's just uh, every single thing that you said is absolutely right, and there's no reason that this Virginia team shouldn't go down there and honestly manhandle them. And that, like, the way that watching the trajectories of bo- both teams, Virginia's been playing really well. Even in the loss, like, against Georgia Tech, we just talked about that. Like, they did a lot of things that were good and moving the right way, and the offense looked crisp. Um, Everything that I just said is the opposite for Virginia Tech. They had two guys this week leave the team in the middle of Ravelry Week or at the start of Ravelry Week. That is strange. So strange. They've had injuries to the defense they've had injuries to the quarterback from the beginning of the season so they've got willis in there anyway all they've of lost five of six and the win was a three-point win over unc yeah and that needed a 99 yard drive with like you know a bunch of luck and a fourth and 19 and whatever they made it work so good for them but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like and so all of that together it just scares me because i was talking to my dad about this shout out pops they're the kids there are kids on this team now that were like what not even in middle school the last time Virginia won so like you look at where those guys there are guys on this team now first year second years what do you want to say even the older guys they have the pressure of all of those other losses on them so every year that it keeps going that loss just adds pressure to the next group of guys yeah. and these guys probably half of them didn't know what the hell university of virginia was when this streak started and so i just feel kind of bad i mean i always i'm I'm a softy like that's just a lot of pressure for anyone i agree uh you know who hasn't dealt with this and doesn't give a shit about it bryce 
Oh, that is also true. Bryce Perkins has never played the Hokies before. Bryce Perkins, I bet if you ask Bryce Perkins <laughs> yeah. right now what he thinks of Virginia Tech, he'd say, oh, uh, aren't, don't they suck? You know, like, yeah, like that's true. he hasn't and been he, following he, Commonwealth he, clash results. He, he's yes. not from here. He is, you know, uh, I think <laughs> there's no mental hurdle for Bryce Perkins going into Lane Stadium true. whatsoever. And yeah, that's absolutely accurate. I yeah, think teams true. reflect the play of their quarterback, much like they do their coaching staff and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, Mike, or Mike, Matt, I want to hear your uh, – your thoughts, regardless of what name you want to go by. I think I'm as nervous as Caroline is. Um, You know, it's just one of those games where it's sort of gotten to the point. I was in middle school at the last time we won this game. So you get it. You're young. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. So the current players were like five. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, we were in college, Caroline. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Miller still hadn't had an illustrious 11-year pro career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank God for Matt Schaub, the only current NFL player t- from Virginia <laughs> to have beaten Virginia Tech. The, the only current living GGB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nuts. And, like, we've only got maybe one more year of him doing this. So this has to happen at some point. Um, no, it's, like, everything – the only thing that could have lined up more in our favor is if this game was in Charlottesville, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the team looks like they're better. Virginia tech looks like they're imploding. Um, they've got players transferring their defense, which has historically been great for 20 years. looks just awful. Um, it seems like we have a good answer at quarterback. I, I still get nervous that like something's going to happen with our offensive play calling and we're suddenly just going to be calling draws and screens like we did all of last year. Yeah, right. It's like second and nine and we're running another bubble screen. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, thank you. Exactly. So it's, um, I have all the same nerves. The only way this could be worse is if, Pitt had lost and we were actually playing for a shot at the Coastal and then I would be a hundred percent convinced we were going to lose. Um, <laughs> there is something to be said that they are actually playing for something as opposed, and I'm not saying that you, you mean, is, you mean, you mean tech is. Yeah. Because if they're playing for at, the right to play Marshall. Yes. So they're playing to keep this, the UVA Virginia tech streak alive, which whatever, but they also have this 25 year longest in NCAA football like current I don't think it's going to make them suck less I don't think so either but I always worry about like what we've talked about where when we talked about the beginning of the podcast how they've treated Virginia has treated this one differently Mm -hmm. what I love about that so much is what people always said that I felt prior to this year is that they always made it a bigger deal than we did and I think that carried onto the field in this like annoying swagger of like, we're so much better than you. We're going to stomp you. And our guys got like. Often that looked true. Often yeah. that looked very, yeah. very true. And not, that's maybe not under Bronco, but yeah. Right. And that's where I feel like this year is just like, okay. I don't like the idea. <laughs> I think Matt's even said this. of like, if it doesn't happen this year, like it's never happening. That yep. terrifies me. So I refuse to like listen to no that that's absolutely <laughs> that true makes me want to barf even more but it's just like that I'm just nervous 
I, I don't know. I just makes me nervous. Like I also, just them so badly. We're favored, but the line is moving towards tech. Um, like we opened as a four and a half point favorite. We're down to either three and a half or three, depending on what book you're looking at right now. So someone's betting on tech to us degenerate gambler. It's yeah, the, the people that, that means are betting the people on are putting money on Virginia Tech. Right. And yeah. they're doing so that good. Then let's because have of the history of the rivalry. Right. Let's have tech That's one money. argument, right? Well, if, if there's one thing I know about people, Matt, it's that because a lot of them believe something doesn't mean it's right. So <laughs> I can point to many examples. Uh, here's, here's where I'm at. I have a lot to say. <laughs> I have hokey friends. As I tell many people when things like this come up, I have many dear friends who went to Virginia Tech. I don't have any friends who went to Maryland. That's true. <laughs> many hokey friends. And every single one of them I've talked to, I, I know they're not, probably not listening right now, but you sandbagging motherfuckers coming to me and saying, oh, you're going to kill us. Oh, this season's lost. Oh, this coaching staff has lost the team. This is a travesty. I'm as sad as I've ever been about Virginia Tech football. We're a basketball school now. We love Buzz Williams. Our football team is garbage. You're going to beat us. Bronco's a great coach. He's going to win this. You guys are in much better shape. It's, it's, I'm not, I might not even watch Friday or I'm going to be so sad Friday. I know it's going to happen. Ugh, that's annoying. You, I'm going to say it again. You motherfuckers have the gall <laughs> to come to me after I've watched this garbage result for a decade and a half and really 20 years outside of an exception. And you come to me and try to take away my <laughs> happiness about you being sad that we finally win a game and it hasn't even <laughs> happened yet? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you try and preemptively set your thoughts out here as if I'm not going to have some shot of Freud, as if I'm not going to be uplifted into the heavens <laughs> by this weight that's come off this program's shoulders. I don't care how bad your team is. I don't care that it's your second or third or fourth string quarterback. I don't care that your entire two deep for your uh, entire defense is, is all left. It doesn't matter. And if UVA wins, this is unbelievably huge to have happen. No matter how many points Vegas is giving them, no matter how much better UVA looks uh, on paper or, or on the eye test, which we haven't even gotten to. Uh, this is such a huge opportunity. So I'm fully prepared for UVA to blow it. Let me, let, let, me free, <laughs> let me throw that out there because obviously we are all prepared for the opportunities not to be uh, seized. Oh yeah. I think we're all pretty well seasoned it's now. The way, it's the way we are raised yeah. and, and beat into us by, by sports. However, <laughs> If Bronco could come into year three, when uh, uh, in Blacksburg, when uh, you know breaking this streak, breaking a bowl streak for the other team, setting yourself up as one of the better teams looking forward in the coastal. Obviously, you got to give it to Pitt, and and other teams, you know, in the coastal aren't aren't in terrible shape. Well, that's not true. They all are. Anyway, 
I mean, it's such an opportunity for a statement. I, that, that's all I mean. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter how bad Virginia Tech is at all. And it doesn't negate any sort of uh, benefit that the Virginia football program will get by winning this game. So you take advantage of it, which I know, and this isn't me thinking the team's soft or the team's not right. going to yeah, come yeah. out and play as hard as possible, but you have to take advantage of it. And, and if it's three points, if it's 30 points, the more the better, but just walk out of there with a W and let this be the end of the discussion uh, of this being one-sided and let yeah. you announce to the, to the Commonwealth that Virginia might be the best football program in the state right now because you're adding fuel to the fire that is this this dumpster fire of a program apparently in Blacksburg all of a sudden. I mean, who would have expected the the mass transfers, the the losing four straight, five of six? I mean, yeah, it, and a lot of it has to do with with this with the defense not having the personnel that they expected, but. You know the L's add up and 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 can't be denied regardless. Like, are we not counting half. James Madison as the best teams in Virginia? <laughs> oh wow! Nah, I'm pretty sure Virginia would be <laughs> this James year. Madison, yeah, this but... year they're not as good. I don't think they're not. But still, they're not. Um, I think yeah, absolutely. Pierce. The other thing too that I've known or I've seen, they're not very good in the second half. Virginia Tech. So mm-hmm. I saw some of their one. I, my one friend who went to Virginia Tech. <laughs> um, I have one of them. Um, he was saying, like, you know, they they run the same six plays, and then once the other defense figures out those six plays, then they come out in the second half and they mm-hmm. just, you know, get stomped. Um, and along the same lines, he also said to me after they lost like their third game or something, and was like, "Is this what it's like?" No, I know it's like to be a Virginia fan. I was like, "Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you better sit through a few two and ten seasons, my friend." <laughs> because yeah exactly like you don't know like you don't know what it's like um but yeah absolutely I mean, everything you said like the eye test like everything says that well i, I did want to talk about the eye test because i don't think we really jumped into the fact that i think we all, we've watched enough of, of virginia tech they look bad yeah they're not just losing they're not just depleted like they look like they are performing terribly at this sport of football. And I think that's the most reason for optimism. I know we haven't gotten into predictions, <laughs> but <laughs> Matt, why should I stop talking? I don't think you should stop talking. I, <laughs> why, I, why do I, you agree with me? I know. I, 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 I think the, the scary thing is that I absolutely agree with you, right? Like they're defensively, they're what, – what is it? over 30 points in four straight games allowed um you know 38 to a miami team that no one knows who's going to play quarterback on a week-to-week basis um pit which doesn't have a good offense dropped 50 it you know it, it doesn't make a ton of sense their rush defense has been, scored 49 <laughs> this is true their rush defense has been terrible which is really weird to see a, a, a rush defense in, in tech that can't do anything yeah. Um, I think Ryan Willis overall has been pretty good for a backup QB. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's but, not the issue. Yeah. No, but but he hasn't had some great games recently, right? He's been in like the low to mid 200s in yards. They haven't gotten a good running game going. Uh, Hazleton, the wideout, is the only guy on their offense that really sort of scares me. Mm-hmm. But if there's one thing that as a Virginia fan you want them to have a good position at, it's probably wide receiver. 
Um, yeah, yeah. You, you feel the best of like, okay, put Bryce on him, yeah. move him to yeah. one side, whatever side, or you feel the best yeah. about that aspect. Um, so it is just, it is sort of weird as to how there, there are too many stars in a row for me to like this. Yeah. It seems like a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> well, yeah. if, I mean, I think that that implies that, that you're feeling negative, but what, uh, I, here, here's what I want. Not how would you bet? Not what would you put money on? Not what do you want to be on record saying you think is going to happen? What do you actually feel is going to happen? Uh, I think we lose by four. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, there's not a great reason for this, right? I, I think there is. I, I think it is literally just something where I, I can't pick us to win this game until I see us win this game as, yeah, an, as, as an adult over 12, right? <laughs> also, um, the, Virginia, the Virginia Club of New York is hosting their first UVA game watch since last March for this game. And it is at the exact same spot as the UMBC game watch. No. Yeah. What spot um, is that? Is it the spot they have all their game watches? In? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the is it American whiskey. It is American whiskey. Yeah, it's where they do all their stuff. I, I I understand that, but they didn't hold any between the UMBC game, and now they're like, let's bring it back for this. <laughs> um, so that's that's. I mean, I kind of like the making lightning strike twice thing, you know? Like, <laughs> let's not tempt it, right? Um, <laughs> no, it is. It's just, yeah. We we should win this game. I get I I get nervous about play calling. I get nervous about going to lane and projecting a win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side. I, I think even I haven't found even a a really ardent Virginia fan who's like, oh, everything's lined up. We're better than them. Who thinks we're going to win this by like twenty? Um, even though they've been losing games. Well, <laughs> calm down, Jack Salt. Um, even though they've been losing games by 20. Um, but I I don't know. I just – I something is going to go wrong. And I, I, what I worry about in games like this is if you don't get out to that early lead. Like let's say Tech goes up 10 nothing. Yeah. Do things – Do does doubt start to come in? Do the players who have been on this team a couple of times and seen some of these close losses, do they start to worry about like, oh shit, this is the same thing over again, no matter what's been going on. That, I think, is a real factor in games like this. Um, so, 31-27 Tech. All right, Caroline. Um, basically, I'm going to counteract a few of the, the comments you just had with being like... That's, un- over, that's unusual. An adult over 12 isn't going to make <laughs> us make this pick without... You know, um, and then no one's going to... No Virginia fan would predict a blowout by more than 20. Uh, I think Virginia's... Uh, and because you said, say what you feel, right. this is my... What you feel is going to actually happen. Not what do you want? What is your heart song? No, saying? no, no, because what? <laughs> what do you actually think is actually going to happen? Now I have to decide which one I think is which. No, I think that, oh, and I'm going to get like roasted for saying this. I think they're going to win big, like by three touchdowns. <laughs> I think it's going to be, because everything, when I look at this game, when I, I know when I look at this game uh, and I already regret saying it out loud because this was my internal monologue. I was like, I think this is what's going to happen because I look at the stats. I look at the, the numbers. I look at the S and P plus, like I look at all these things. Virginia can put out explosive plays. Like they have guys who can rip off long yardage runs. 
Bryce Perkins has just like, I just don't have enough nice stuff to say about what Bryce Perkins has done for this offense and like the stuff that he's done as a whole for this team. Um, granted, I'm assuming that he's going to be in the same like working order as he was after he came back in against Georgia Tech, which was, I'd say is like 90% normal Bryce, but he's still able to like score touchdowns and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that is, that is a good point. We don't yeah. quite know exactly where his health is. They said on Monday that he felt better than he was expecting to feel. <laughs> So better is a good thing. I don't obviously know what Bryce was expecting to feel about his lower extremity. I don't know if it was ankle or knee, but I think it was ankle, I think, but whatever. Um, And I look at, like Matt was saying, their strengths on offense are our strengths on defense and not even just strengths, but like best part of our defense. So like the secondary is great and so if we're going to, if their best stuff to do is to throw the ball, then I feel much more comfortable about being able to contain that um, defensive or offensively. I feel the same way. Like their defense isn't very strong and we have a lot of really big pieces. So every time I look at it, we got to force a couple of turnovers. We got to be smart with the ball. Um, and I think that they can win by a lot. So I'm going to go. Um, let me just try and do math now. It's going to be something like, 35, 10. All right. Now I want to vomit again. (laughs) I I don't know why she does this. (laughs) Hey, I would like to point out that I have the best record on our column picks and my preseason predictions have been dead on except for the one for Miami that I changed because I was afraid to have too many wins. <laughs> so I did yeah. all my analysis and picked it all out yeah. and was like, well, shit. They if you, probably won't win three games in a row, so I should change one of these. If you pick us to win 10 games a year every year that you're alive, <laughs> eventually year. you're going to get kind of close. Just saying, all the haters out there. That say I'm too much of a homer. Shout the haters, the haters. the haters are right here. Guess who? Um, it, it's right. just that. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I, I logically some of the things Caroline said <laughs> <laughs> make sense at a lesser level, um, but I, I refuse to bring logic into this game. I think it defies certainly some of the outcomes have defied logics. Mike London's use of timeouts and understanding of just time in general have defied logic. Really glad he's back in Virginia. Um, awesome. But it's just, yeah, I mean, I, Piers, I'm assuming you're going to pick Virginia as well, probably not by 25 points. Um, 40. But I, I get it. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. I oh, think- my math is off, but that's fine. I'll stick with it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. I think they're going to beat the shit out of them. I think Wait, Virginia who's going to? Okay. Terrible. I think Virginia. Yeah, Tech is awful. join the club. Join the club. I think they uh, they are uh, a step above UNC, and UNC gave the Who's a game for about a half, and that is about what I expect uh, in Blacksburg. I don't know that that'll lead to a three touchdown win. Um, I do expect a double digit win. Maybe some fluke play here or there keeps it under that. Um, but I think it's going to take a lot 
of fluke plays for the Hokies to continue the streak uh, because they are bad. And that's, I have already said all about, I, you know, I think we all know why they're bad and why we're better than they are. So time to just fucking do it. So <laughs> like, I just think it's, 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 it's all the, all the mythos, you know, all the, all the, the, the mental game is more in the stands at this point. I don't think it affects our coaching staff. Um, I don't think, like I said, Bryce is going to have any issues uh, beating the crap out of him. So just go do it. And yes, thank you. If I am totally wrong, I will be the least surprised person on the field. <laughs> yeah, Virginia loses by 40. There will be no amount of surprise <laughs> on my end. So, you know, that's my that's my one back cover, I guess. But uh, it's time to stop believing in ghosts and, and time to just know that UVA is a better team and should win this game. So that's what I expect them to do. Uh, let's talk a little bit about basketball. I mean, that was sort of a good place to end, but we love our basketball team. Basketball! And they scored the highest point total under coach Tony Bennett that they have ever scored under coach Tony Bennett. Yeah. Almost hit a hundred. And I thought they would put Ty Jerome back in for like the last 45 <laughs> seconds to try and get a hundred. Um, but I'm not the coach. Thank God. <laughs> so they didn't do that. And they only scored 97 against Coppin state. Shout out Juan Dixon. I still hate you. Uh, <laughs> he was so cool. It was really annoying. I know it was like, I don't care. i know i was like dang you're actually really cool he was like one of the few coaches that actually out there pregame too it's like julius hodge i bet julius hodge is awesome you know like if you like him um but i'll hate him forever as far as uh aughts acc foes go anyway the, the who's uh Looking good. They're headed to the Bahamas. Uh, well, they're in the Bahamas. They'll be playing tomorrow night, way past my bedtime, at 9.30, um, against uh, Middle Tennessee State, the Blue Raiders. I think yeah. I'm picking that up. But some other teams, let's talk real quick about some other teams in this uh, conference or conference, this competition. Um, I think uh, UVA has had some recent success with these early season uh, out-of-conference tournaments. Uh, they're going to have to get past uh, potentially Wisconsin, potentially Butler, potentially Florida, depending on who uh, wins on that. Yeah, side. all the unfortunately, in one sense, or fortunately, depending how you look at it, all the better, all the best teams are on the other side of the bracket. Sure. This, this tournament lineup, this preseason tournament lineup, would have been straight fire like three years ago when they basically when they scheduled this thing or so, before florida got housed by 30 by florida state <laughs> yeah i mean you look at it they've got the first game is florida oklahoma like that's a great game you've got stanford and um wisconsin like that is a pretty good game like um the dayton butler is a less sexy <laughs> matchup to play the winner of and and this only and maybe that's i do like that virginia is stepping up literally in each game would be stepping up competition so it would be like yeah absolutely you know, they ease into it with middle tennessee state who's a little bit better than the teams that they've been playing in the first three games and then if butler wins that's a top 60 ken palm team 
mm-hmm. and then if they I'd love to see Wisconsin in the final. I think that'd be great. Everyone else would hate it and no one would watch it. I would hate it. <laughs> but it would be, I think, a really good test because it's a ranked team. It's the only other ranked team on that side of the bracket. So we'd have a ranked matchup, which I think is important for the non-con. Um, and, yeah. that, and you get a chance to battle a good player in the post and Ethan Happ. So sure. I'd love to see Butler and then Wisconsin but also Virginia has to win their games. So let's start with those. And Middle Tennessee State should be um, should be one that is relative. One of those recent, I guess it was, it was a couple of years ago that they uh, pulled off an upset. In, uh, yeah, in the tournament. tournament. Probably, I, I haven't looked at the stats, but I imagine they're the best team UVA has played so far in this quick uh, early. Yeah. It's not saying much. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, compensate is, is one of the worst, and, and GW yeah. has apparently imploded as a program. But in uh, Towson, all of the so Towson and um, GW were both like better last year, better two yeah. years ago when these things were scheduled. So again, it's like I don't have any problem with the way the schedules started. Like, fine, get some wins. Yeah, who cares? After the way last season ended, like, get some wins. Who cares? They're going to play plenty of good teams. So it's not a big yeah. Deal. yeah. So anyone in compensate. Coppin State, I think, is part of this thing in like a like a home game capacity. So it wasn't even a choice to play Coppin State. Oh, really? Coppin State oh, okay. was like, yeah. But every top 10 team, every top 25 team plays this Ken Palm yeah. plus team. Like it doesn't – whatever. We scored a bunch of points and people are still mad at us. So whatever. Matt, <laughs> was- what are you hoping to see in uh, the Bahamas? Pretty similar to Carolina, right? Middle Tennessee State is a team that was really good for a couple of years there. They've lost everybody off of those good teams. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you which of Butler or Dayton is better this year. Neither one. I I think it's Butler, but neither one is as good as they have been in the past few years. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I I want to see Wisconsin. Um, just because they're the best matchup we should have on here. Realistically, all of these games, with the possible exception of Wisconsin just from a pace standpoint should probably be pretty easy victories um so I I think I think you're still almost less results focused because they should be wins and comfortable wins and more focused on how the team is playing together who's getting minutes in the rotation and how Jay Huff learns how to defend um you know how Kihei can play against real competition um, you know, things like that where you've sort of seen emerging trends and you want to see if those trends keep continuing. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Well, you want to see what is Huff's role against real basketball teams for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a huge question mark. Um, and, yeah, Butler is is probably going to win that game uh, against Dayton. I want to see Florida. Uh, I don't want to play Wisconsin again, not because <laughs> I'm scared to play Wisconsin. Um I just Florida's like beat our ass a few times, and I I want to return the favor. Uh, we we've done that to Wisconsin, um, so it'd be fun. I think just to just to have another you know in the the unnecessarily uh, tracked history versus opponents to beat a new brand name opponent uh, would be nice. I've been watching all the. Have you guys watched any of the Maui tournament? Just to aka the duke the the maui gym aka duke tournament um i don't know it'll be i'm watching the as we're recording the auburn duke game is on and i thought this would be like a better contest for them but um 
I mean, they're just really good. They're going to be the class of the ACC. It's going to be tough. Um, but the other thing, I, it was fun watching Mariel Shayak for Iowa State. Bless his heart. I love him. Uh, he fits in so much better at Iowa State. And I think everyone, that's why Virginia fans are so like, oh, look at him succeed out there, growing like a flower. <laughs> um, because as much as I love Mariel, like it's just kind of his style wasn't necessarily the best fit for the offense. And um, he has a little bit more freedom at Iowa State. They're way more run and gun. And um, it opened up more time, like with DeAndre coming in. That Do you imagine how stacked that position would be right now if we had that many bodies or who we wouldn't have on the, Like, we wouldn't have Braxton. It's a lot of wings, yeah. A lot of wings. Um, but I, this is my favorite. This is my second favorite time of year. NCAA tournament is still my favorite. Feast Week's second favorite. So just get out there and watch all the basketball you can. It's so fun. There's like uh, – easy. anyway, I'll go through that. Yeah, right we'll now, that up during the conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right now I'll say Feast Week is my second favorite, but that is probably not accurate. All right, so stay tuned uh, until uh, next week. Hopefully we'll talk about a win in Blacksburg. That would be lovely. And I think it's going to have it. Guys, jinxes don't exist. Are you with me there, Darns? Yeah. Sorry. No, kind of. We're going to the military bowl. Okay, I don't know if that's a yes or no. Uh, and hopefully we'll be ba- battle of Atlantis, battle for Atlantis, battle within Atlantis champions. Hopefully we'll uh, own Atlantis. The by next, next, uh, by next uh, podcast as well. Uh, stay tuned to the blog for all the good info about both of those sports and other sports as well. Go soccer, who's they're playing this weekend, the Sweet 16. Uh, but anyway, uh, for... Matt and Caroline, I'm Pierce. Good night. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today.